telling where you'll end up. Can you make it through? To the night's end. I'll see you soon. I see. You really can't get enough of this place, can you, friend? Hmm? Looking for something in particular? Or are you just as sadistic as me and enjoy the, let's call it, pain of others? <laughs> oh, you don't want to tell me, huh? Oh well, fair enough. I just enjoy the company. How about we try this door today? Enjoy. The Storm, written by Christopher M. Fink. I didn't wake up this morning. No, that implies I went to sleep. On the regular, I had a hard enough time getting to bed as is, but I got by good enough for my own sake. However, last night was nothing of the norm. I looked outside at the damage that last night's storm had inflicted. Trees were stripped of their leaves and dead branches. The surrounding yards were blanketed with twigs and debris. I could hardly see the road for what it was, as in contrast to the blacktop, the brightly coloured leaves of autumn laid out a kaleidoscope strip of colour that stretched way out in the distance. It wasn't a hurricane, or any kind of severe storm. At least, the news never announced it as such. My concerns, however not with the storm, nor the aftermath. I usually look forward to stormy nights, as I find them to be the most relaxing. Last night started out this way sure enough. I had found myself, 17 years old, with the house to myself, finally. It wasn't often I got to have this freedom. I guess my parents fear what most do, that I might invite my friends over to trash the place and get drunk, while engaging in all manner of other promiscuous acts. It wasn't my style. At least, I would never do any of those things here. I only wanted to enjoy a night of watching TV. Maybe I would steal a beer from the fridge. No one would notice one, or two, missing. Indeed, that's how the night started. The storm pretty much came with the night. Daylight faded, it was ushered out by the invasion of some intimidating looking clouds that rolled through the sky. The air got thick and cold as the winds began to kick up. Before long, the first rumbles of thunder were heard and finally a chilling crack of lightning. With this, the clouds opened up, dumping immense amount of rain in the region. It came down in torrents, and I thought nothing more than heating up some leftover pizza and kicking back with the latest episodes of my favourite show. I drew the blinds and the curtain by a sliding glass door and hunk it down. Not long into the night, I'd almost forgotten about the storm raging outside. Not to say I didn't notice it, as every so often it would remind me of its presence. Thrashing the windows and the side of the house with blankets of rain, it sounded like it was knocking on the wall, trying to get in. The wind tore through the street, and I could hear my mother's wind chimes being tossed ferociously. Maybe I should have taken those down. Oh well, too late to go back now. That wasn't the only thing being tested by the storm. 
as every so often I could hear the wind kick up strong enough gusts to move the flower pots across the deck, and eventually managed to knock over one of the patio chairs. It was really intense, and I loved it. So long as I didn't hear anything shatter, I was okay. After a while, the bumps and scrapes outside blended into the array of noises, but something else caught my attention. With the TV on, I was near passing out, my head nodding a bit and my eyelids getting heavy, but a sudden thump at the sliding glass door jolted me awake. I could hear the wind and rain being thrown around outside, so I figured it was nothing urgent. The plant, the chair, whatever. I just ignored it, until it happened again. The same single thump on the window. Now aware and alert, I could tell it was something else. What struck me most was where it was coming from. It was hitting on the upper part of the window. I couldn't quite picture what it could be, and got up to investigate. My tired brain wasn't able to guess, or make any kind of suggestions. What would I do if it was something, was my first thought. Still, I wanted to check, just in case. No part of me was prepared for what I saw. Tearing the curtain away, I found myself staring at the undefined figure of someone standing with their nose almost pressed against the glass. I gasped and jumped back, falling hard on my ass as I tried to scurry as far away as I could. I sat there, prone on the ground for what felt like a frozen point in time, looking up at the figure. I could barely make out any detail, not until the sporadic lightning flashes lit up the area behind. Someone in a hooded sweatshirt no particular build I could see. I couldn't tell either way, man or woman. I really didn't care. My heart was in my throat. The hood was pulled over their head, biking out any features of their face. The figure looked absolutely inhuman, and further, didn't seem to be bothered by the torrential downpour. There was nothing I could think to do. I was too afraid to move, even in the slightest. I almost thought that once I had seen him, he might have just left. Hell, I won't lie, I wish that was the case. But this person was unmoved. Standing that close to the window, I still couldn't see any facial features. Surprisingly, my heart began to relax a bit. The immense pressure in my veins had subsided, and I was able to think. Okay, I need my phone, like now. It was right next to me on the table and I reached up slowly for it. In doing so, the figure raised a quick fist and thumped on the window again, emphasised further by a cruel thunderclap. I screamed out, springing to my feet, and with what bravery I had, I ran to the door and pulled the blinds closed. The figure made no movement, none that I saw at least, but I couldn't see it anymore. I ran back to my phone and dialed 911. Adding insult to injury, the lights in the house began to twitch. Come on, seriously, I thought. This kind of stuff only happens in the movies. After a quick delay, I was connected to the dispatch. I explained to them that someone was outside on my back deck and that they were harassing me. No, nothing was stolen. No, they weren't trying to break in. At least, I didn't think so. I gave them my address and they said that a police unit was on the way. Great, but there was still the time between now and then. I wanted desperately to have a gun, or a baseball bat. Something, but we didn't have anything of the sort lying around, not that I knew of. So, I waited. Thankfully, 
Blinds around the house were all closed, so I could move about freely. I stepped into the dining room, which was on the adjacent wall of the back deck. Through the slits in the blinds I could see the flashes of lightning and tried to make out any patterns that looked like someone was standing there. I couldn't see anything, but they were still there. As I heard yet another heavy thump on the glass door again, I wanted to yell back and say that the police were on their way, but I didn't want to give away my presence any more than I already had. I could still hear the rain and wind whipping against the house, and I'll admit, part of me wanted to creep the blind open a crack to see if they were still there. I got so far as a finger on the blinds, but I chickened out and moved back into the kitchen. The room was dark. The only light on was in the living room, along with the TV. I didn't want to draw attention to myself, standing in the dark and pacing around the room. I didn't hear anything more from out back and hoped that whoever it was had left. The minutes dragged on until I saw the sweep of headlights turn into my driveway. I wasn't moving until I knew for sure who this was. I heard two doors close and soon after, two beams of curious flashlights were sweeping across the front windows. They came to the door, followed by a solid knocking. Police, they announced. Anyone home? I hurried and opened the door nearly falling to the ground with relief. They entered, and I told them what had happened, taking them immediately to the back door and pointing it out to them. I wasn't yet confident to pull back the curtain myself. One of the officers walked up and did so. There was nothing there. He looked back at his partner. His expression fell onto me with an embarrassing taut grin, as if to say, Really, kid? They were professional enough taking down my statement. I guess I couldn't ask for anything more. The only question I had was, had there been any reports of something similar? They said no. Couldn't tell if this eased my nerves or frayed them further. There wasn't much going on and I had nothing more to report. So they were soon on their way. The lead officer said to call if there was any more disturbances, but I think that was just a courtesy. They left and soon I was alone again. Needless to say, I didn't sleep, which is where this story began, I think. The hours were long, until I could finally see the first signs of daylight. The storm had raged throughout the night, drifting away as dawn approached. I could only perceive it as a waking nightmare that, for some reason, had to find me. But it was gone now, as was the person. After everything, I could finally feel my exhaustion begin to settle. Perhaps I would get some measure of sleep at last. Of course, as I decided to lie down, the phone rang. It gave me a startle, sending a nervous shock through my system. Clearly, the events of the night hadn't quite left me yet. I answered the phone. It was mum. She asked how things were and I guess I still had the instinct to protect my ego as well as not wanting to alarm her. I said everything was okay, uneventful. A complete lie. I told her I was tired, having just woken up. Another lie. I had to stop this, and said I had to go. She understood, and asked me to check for leaks downstairs. After any heavy rain, water was prone to seep in from the cracks in the foundation. I wouldn't be surprised if it was flooded after last night. I hung up with mum, and moved towards the basement door. I wanted to make it quick 
so I could get some sleep. Coming downstairs, I forgot to turn on the light. But there was enough daylight outside now that I thought it'd be enough for what I needed to see. What was I going to do if anything was ruined? Coming around the stairs, I first noticed a large damp spot on the far wall. Closer inspection revealed it to be not so bad. I saw a small puddle had accumulated at the base. It would soon absorb into the concrete, and I turned to head back up. It took my tired eyes a second to adjust, but I saw yet another severely damp patch along the neighbouring wall. Beneath the window, the one I now saw had been broken, was a pile of glass. As well as the meandering pattern of damp footprints leading away from a small puddle, I felt my blood go cold, and my eyes instantly filled with tears. My body was shuddering violently. Try as I might not to make any noise, but it was too late. I looked down to find the footprints walking the length of the basement until they lost all dampness and faded to nothing. Nothing had shown that whoever was down here was gone, except for their lack of presence. I scanned the dark area for any sign, listening close. For a moment, I thought I could hear breathing in the shadows. But it turned out to be my own, echoing back in my alert ears. I didn't see anything or anyone, and nothing looked out of place. I might have went back upstairs then, before I found myself staring into the blacked out storage area in the far corner, directly diagonal from where I was standing. There was no window there, and no light showing. The only source of light was a low hanging bulb, with an old fashioned pull cord which was off. There was no chance in hell I was going over to check. As I turned and I ran up the stairs, striding four, five steps at a time. I came to the landing, crashing through the door and slammed it closed. My heart was throbbing so hard, I felt it might burst through my chest at any moment. Once again, I found myself paralysed in fear, desperately telling myself that no one is or was down there. Had they have been, I'm sure they wouldn't have hesitated to show themselves just now. My eyes then fell on the phone. Should I call the cops again? He did say to call if there was anything else, and I ran over to the phone and dialed. I waited, still trying to convince myself that everything was okay. No one is down there. No one is down there. Right? You've been listening to the Night's End Podcast which is a production of Dissonance Media. The Storm was written by Christopher M. Fink. If you like The Storm, then please keep an eye out for Christopher's first publication, coming this fall. Sacrifices Incarnate is an anthology of 10 sinister stories of a similar nature, all with a much deeper connection than the characters are prepared to understand. This is to be the first of many terrifying tales brought to you by the Horror Seeker. Just remember, it's okay to be afraid. We're all afraid. For submissions, suggestions, or to join our Patreon for exclusive content, head over to www.nightsendpodcast.com. And please remember to leave a review and a five-star rating as it helps us reach more people. Until next time, stay horrific, everyone. <laughs>